Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Master Joe, directly across from me, Rob Setter. On the other side of the glass, our super duper producer. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. I portray a, a Democrat on the radio, but not in exceedingly well, f- good fashion. So uh, that's my problem. But uh, as, well, I believe you're a Democrat. As one of our memos <laughs> said, Mark speaks haltingly, and he never suffered a stroke. So there you go. So that's how poor I do. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. i got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. We invite you to do, as I've done on many occasions, go to sunburymotors.com and check out a brand new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, one that fits your precise specifications. Do as I do. Go down and hang out at the Quick Lane. I'm taking some days off in November so I can get a little time in down there. Matt, tell you they're tired of you hanging around down there. That's not what they tell me. Well, that's what they told me. They said, can't you keep him out of here? Really? When You know you know, in uh, the TV show Cheers, when Norm would come into the yes, bar, everybody, everybody go, yay. yay! That's what happens when I get to the cheer, the uh, quick lane. Well, they're just trying to make you feel good. Yeah, they didn't go yay, by the way. <laughs> no, they didn't. They went, Norm! Norm. <laughs> oh, Norm, thank you. And that series, what, 1980s, 80s? Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. Somewhere in that negative. 11 ship. seasons. Thank you so much. Rob, I'm going to ask you to turn the mic on to... Are you here tomorrow night? Tomorrow at, on the mark? No, I am not here tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, scratch that. I, I want to talk about the Phillies in the World Series. And <laughs> um, so... But well, it's then Matt. You can talk to yourself. Correct? Yeah, Matt will be. Oh, well, he knows all about it too. <laughs> he's no Phillies fan like he, uh, you he's are. He's a Yankees fan, so right. he's, he's mourning. He still has his black armband. I think that's a little excessive at radio station meetings. But all right, all right. So Sunbury Motor Company selling more cars, satisfying more customers, and looking for more workers. Uh, they are looking for individuals, either entry level, career changers, or experienced technicians. And uh, they are talking about some of the vehicles that they got there, specifically the Kia. EV6. Guess what the Kia EV6 runs on, sir? Yes. No. See, false again. <laughs> it's basically, uh, it's a lot like the Ford Mustang Mach-E. It is 100% electric, about 300 miles. And, oh, I had an interesting conversation with him down there. Guess what? You can get 400 miles out of it if you are driving uh, relatively uh, smoothly in the summer. But in the winter, it's a little bit less than 300 miles because of the cold affecting the battery. So how about that? How about that? I never knew that. Of course, I guess that makes sense. You can think of uh, smaller devices being impacted by the coal. Uh, but it has uh, it can get up to 80% in about 18 minutes if you're using this uh, DC charging thing that they do that fills the, uh, fill the bank, the batteries, just like crazy. So the EV6, it's basically the equivalent of a six-cylinder motor on every tire, zero to 60 in about six seconds. And it's not even intended to be super-duper ridiculously sporty. It just turned out that way. 
and uh, it's just a fantastic Kia Sunbury Motor Company, all electric. Price tag, of course. Uh, now you're in the probably fifty-five thousand range or so. You can get an entry-level one at forty grand, but uh, you know. What can I get for ten grand? At the Sunbury Motor bus, Company. A bus ride. Right? Uh, no, they have a 2005 F250 that has a lift kit on it oh, for okay. 10000 So you'd look good in that. So you would, uh, it's what? got maybe 60,000 miles, but it's got a lift kit. So, you know, you, you don't know how to fix things. So I'm not sure that's a perfect truck for you, but that's 10. I do know how to fix things, but not automotive Yeah, things. not this t- <laughs> This is out of your realm. Way out of my All realm. Right, it's mine, too. So. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. One man who does know how to fix things is on the line. Good morning, Stan. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Fix some things, other things. Well, I just hit it with a bigger hammer. Uh how about that? Mark? Go ball. There is, no such, there is no such thing as an all-electric-powered vehicle. You know why? He's not in. I, I give up. I give up. Yeah, I know he's not. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because the, the majority of electricity in this gen, uh, country is generated by how? Coal, gas, or nuclear. Okay? Without one of those three, an EV cannot be powered. Think about it. Well, I know the vehicle doesn't get its electricity from. Uh, this is still well, a, this is easier on the planet, though. You, this you is, got him. You got oh, him. This is still an he's easier. He's stammering. <laughs> well, it's just it's, it's such a ridiculous premise. Yes, I know the vehicle doesn't no, no, have no, a natural no, gas power plant. Nothing ridiculous about it. Without one of those three, the EV will not run. Correct? Yes. Because but, if it's not charged, it cannot run. But Stan, if your goal was to be easy on the planet, this is the way to do it. Mm, have you checked out how the batteries and and everything is made? Yes, the batteries. Uh, I'll, 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 yeah, okay. All right, we'll, we'll withhold judgment for that right now. But that's not why I called. The batteries. I called about Mister Pitt. Okay, t- no, uh, the batteries. The batteries are terrible for the environment. All right. Uh, Who'd you call as about? As far as. Uh, about Mr. Fetterman. Oh, okay. Okay. The man running for senator that isn't capable of doing the job, even though people say he may be in, in six to six months to a year, he may be capable of doing the job. Well, then my opinion is he should wait six years and run next time for, or, or when Casey runs, maybe he should run, try and primary Casey out in the next, was it two or four years? I'm not sure when Casey runs again, but regardless, <laughs> you know, Eric calls up and claims that uh, Fetterman has served the the state of Pennsylvania his entire life. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I did some checking into what Braddock's like. If he's going to serve the state of Pennsylvania like he served Braddock, I want nothing to do with him. Because that city it has not gotten better. It's, in fact, gotten worse. So, he did not serve Braddock well, and they got worse under his guidance. Now, I have a question for you, Joe. What's that? You go to the Pennsylvania Mayor's Association meetings, right? I do indeed. Have you ever seen John Fetterman? Did you ever see John Fetterman there while you were mayor? Yes. Well, you're still mayor, but you did. Yes. Okay. And what what was his uh, contribution to the association? Well, he was a member. He wasn't an officer or director. Okay. All right. So, I mean, but, any know, mayor can for, join for 60 bucks. so... <laughs> 
But then, <laughs> well, he probably did. I don't know. Do they get a? Do you get an expense account to go to those meetings, or you got to pay for it yourself? Stanley. No, under the state law, the borough must pay for me to attend those meetings. Stan, let's just stipulate he got the money from his dad. Are you happy now? <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, that's true. And and a little bit of stipend that he got from the AmeriCorps when he was doing his GED uh, training and that stuff. Okay, but as far as living now. I, I looked at a little, did a little information, and, and uh, the New York Post had an article about, you know, how, how basically is how bad he was for the, the town of Braddock because he didn't improve the town; it actually got went downhill while he was mayor of Braddock. All right, the people there are saying, what did he do? He, he was never, most of the time he's no show, but he was always pushing for, you know, public education needs to be financed, and yet he didn't pay his taxes. He got sued twice because of that. Now, what was the he nonprofit was group? Some he, liens against him. You did what? some research. What was the nonprofit group that was getting the liens and all this that he was part of? What was that all about? He said on Tuesday night that it was helping uh, families on the margin somehow. What was the nature of that? That I don't know. Helping I didn't see anything in the article. Yeah, they had like that, 60 homes well, and they I mean, rehabbed them. I don't know. It wasn't in the article. So I yeah, they had like 60 homes and they rehabbed them and fixed them up and they always paid the taxes at the absolute positive No, this was last his personal minute. taxes. Right. He, this is what, it's all part and parcel of the same observation. So, all right, Stan, go ahead. Part, part and parcel, you mean he was helping rehab some properties, but he wasn't paying his well, taxes on them? No, he was an officer. Is that what you just, is a, that what you just explained? In a non-profit group. I, I don't know that much about it, but I know that was the premise for his explanation as to why all these, uh, I think it's 60-some tax liens, and his name was on them, so because uh, he was part of this group, and it was to help families well, on the margin. But I don't know the details uh, beyond that. Well, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, if I'm part of a group, the group is the one that gets the lien, not the officers in the group, correct? Well, That's no, the way I would look at it. Depends if it's on whether uh, it depends, LLC or whatever, it depends on whether or not them? It depends on whether or not they're incorporated. And how they're set up. But all of this is in plain sight. If you're going to research, find that out. I think it would be interesting to hear what the truth is about that. Okay. I'll see what I can find out. But the way it says he just didn't pay his taxes 53 times, 53 times he had <laughs> liens against him. So, in what regards, if it was his own home... Well, just use, he, use logic. He doesn't own any homes. Well, maybe he has oh, yes, one. Yes, he does. He, he bought it for one. a dollar from one. his sister. Oh, okay. Well, then, how can you have 53 liens? Obviously, there's some something else happening there. He didn't pay his taxes on his house. Well, the, the, you know, he's like these other business people that pay them at the absolute Sort of like Donald year. Trump, who there's gets a, all this trouble in all this trouble for pushing the system. There's a fine local businessman that you and I know that <laughs> says he's, he always uses the money for better things and pays his taxes at, uh, beyond the last minute. Like when the sheriff shows up with the poster, he pays that he gives him a check. You know. But. Now, now that that mark that has never made sense to me because pay your taxes on time. Or what do they do again? Do you? They charge you with penalties and an interest, and the penalties and interest is usually worse than the tax itself. Right, it's like twelve percent a month or something. It's crazy high. Yeah. So why 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 wouldn't you pay your taxes on time? I, I don't know. I pay mine on time. I assure you. You know, nothing Fetterman does or has done has been good for the town of Braddock. Ask the residents of Braddock. And it there certainly won't be good for the state of Pennsylvania if he still has that mindset. Well, and quite people, frankly, his mind may be working, but until he can articulate what is in his mind in words that people can understand, 
He's not Senate material. I think some people just like him because he's a D, as in Democrat. Well, I've told you in the past, I will never vote for a Democrat. Because their policies that they're espousing right now are just un-American and evil, the majority of them. I'm sorry, abortion on demand and pushing this transgender and stuff is not good for America. And they're pushing it. The President of the United States says that it should be illegal for anybody, for the states to uh, make uh, pushing uh, trans affirming care onto kids illegal. I'm sorry. Once a person reaches 18, in that regards, they can do what they want. But until then, it's the parents and, and the doctors, from what I've been seeing, some doctors basically tell the parents, either you transition the kid or you're going to have a suicide on your hand. Now, in my opinion, that's a mental care problem. They, they need to be treated mentally. But that's not how they're being treated. They're being treated with hormones, drugs, and surgery. All right, we got so, to stand. Anyways, we got to hit the road. Thank just you, so, sir. Just so Fetterman's you know. bad for Pennsylvania. Fetterman's bad for America. Vote Republican. He's a D. That's the only thing it's going to save this country. <laughs> we need have a, a great D. day. Well, we got to so, have a D. Just so you know, well, this is from Channel 4, that's KDKA in Pittsburgh. He said, while well, he eventually paid the taxes, Fetterman has a history of unpaid taxes. Right, but what, of what a history taxes? history of unpaid taxes. But how could he have 53 tax liens if he only owned one house? He has, he's not even You don't pay your taxes 53 times. You've got state, county, right. city. Listen. That's three liens right there. Joe, use some logic. I'm using he has one logic. home. He's not even, he hasn't even been a homeowner for 53 years. Taxes are annual. No, no, but you're, you're missing my point. The lien, You could get three liens against you for city, county, and state taxes. Is that what it is? I, I don't know, but you, don't you, know. Ask, you ask how it's possible. I'm telling you how it's possible. You know nothing about you know what nothing. you're alleging. No, you know nothing. All right. I'm you not alleging anything. I'm just trying to point out that you're <laughs> ignorant of the facts here. That's I'm reading all. it from Channel 4, KDKA. they ignorant of the facts. They say he has a history of unpaid taxes. Well, what are the details, if you Got the details there. Let's hear. Well, them. let's. You call KDKA. They're the ones who are saying it. No, I'm just saying. What do they say? They would say they that say this is part of a nonprofit thing of a Bob and a family's helping and rehab and what else? What do they say? They say he has a history of unpaid taxes. That's what they say. But what's the specifics? I know they say that. I get that. Read the rest of the sentences. Come on. All right. At the time, he told the station that mistakes were made, but that doesn't sit well with other voters. It's the second ad about questionable past behavior by Fetterman that American Action Pack has run. The first ad highlighted an incident from nine years ago in which he chased an unarmed black man with a shotgun. All right, what is the, uh, the nature of this nonprofit group that didn't pay the taxes? Just read that. It's there. I know it's there. Just read it. It won't kill you. It's not here. It uh, is, too. Everybody's talking PAC about this. The PAC provided secrets with, uh, secrets with county financials showing the list of liens against properties that Fetterman and his group fixed up. Uh, doesn't say. I guess it's called secrets. Or no, that's, that's the pro-Oz American Action Pack. <sighs> All right. Get your facts. Braddock is Braddock Redu or Redux or whatever you want to oh, call redo. it. Oh, Redu. Okay. So, and right. And there it was him. They he were was sued one of the officers. Si- 67 times for $30,000 right. in unpaid taxes and liens on properties they owned in Braddock, Pennsylvania, where he was mayor from 2006 okay, to well, 2019. These are not his personal taxes, Joe. But it's he was responsible as the thing. head of the group. That's fine. And he's explained why, and the mayor. why strategically they did that. But I'm just saying... 
you know, you're spreading this lie that he doesn't pay his own personal taxes. I'm not spreading That's the false. lie. I'm re- reading the story from KDKA. That's false. It's part of this nonprofit group. Well, some, and he also said what they say. Th- he has a history of unpaid taxes. Now you're saying that you know better than they do. They <sighs> they're out there in Pittsburgh and Braddock. They know the well, guy. They're talking about this redo group. Not but him personally. As the mayor, he created the group. He was in charge right. of it. It well, was his creation. Obviously, he screwed up. There's no Claire, argument there. Now you can admit it. Fine. Well, well, That's all. Yeah. We're obviously, for. the group screwed up, but it's not. You know, it's not his personal taxes. You know that. I know that. The I don't know why you just won't. John admit Fetterman it. screw up as the leader of the group. Well, first of all, he wasn't the sole and only leader. There were other leaders, but he was. Well, on who the, were they? You the know. Board. You say you know who were they? Well, the mayor and the vice mayor. He and was some the mayor. Council mayor and there some is investors. no vice mayor in a borough. Well. There's, there was a vice president of this group. There's like six people that were named. Read the names of the people. They it's all listed. right there. No, they're not there. All right. If you're going to bring an accusation <laughs> to the show, know what you're talking about. And well, don't say false statements because they're not as personal taxes. Is there personal taxes? Are income tax, state income tax, paid all those. He owns one property, paid those taxes, but he's on this uh, recalcitrant group that hates to pay taxes. Well, I'm saying that KDKA, Get the most your respected facts. name in broadcasting, says he has a history. History of unpaid Well, taxes. that's it. It's that group. It's redo. All right, folks, if you know the facts, feel free to call us. Joe obviously does not and doesn't well, wish to say them I into don't. the mic. You're, you're making claims you can't back up either. I'm not making any claims. I'm yes, refuting you your lie. You're saying there are all sorts of people involved in this. I'm saying it was Fetterman. It was his group. Right. He created it. That's fine. Yeah, Fetterman is a group. <laughs> he is pretty big. Did you yes, see he... the picture of him shaking Oz's hand? Yes. He's like a foot and a half taller than him. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mic. On the mic. (laughs) On the mic. Mark is on the line. (laughs) Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, I guess I probably missed a pretty good day yesterday with everybody talking about the debate. So I apologize. I was on the road and I didn't have uh, a radio that would uh, get your station. But I was listening to the satellite radio and I was listening to Bloomberg. And they highlighted four... Uh, significant debates across the country in different, you know, key states and key positions. And one of them was uh, here in Pennsylvania, the Senate debate. And it was interesting. Every one of the the debates that they had uh, sound bites from, it was all about the Democrat candidate talking about how he was going to make sure abortion was available, you know, anytime, anywhere, and all that stuff. And I I just thought that was funny that that, that this station... The key thing going on in the country right now is uh, abortion. It just drives me crazy in a way because there's so many other issues. And 
as far as they what what I saw in the debate, you know, I can sympathize with uh, John Fetterman, but I've talked to several friends, uh, uh, nurses, paramedics, and things like that. And what what the, the key issue they came away with was the uh, the doctor's letter saying that the guy was fit for duty and there's no problems and la la la. You know, they they talk, you know they're my age. They're in their uh, upper sixties, and and they talked about their past experience dealing with patients with strokes. And uh, there seemed to be a discontinuity about the, the rosy picture that the doctor painted. And then, and then finally, I, I, the one thing that bothered me most about the debate, and it wasn't the, uh, the speech issues, it seemed to me that he would be blurting out things at inappropriate times during the debate, almost like a, a loss of control in a way. I mean, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't the same way Trump did it. I think when Trump did it, he was just being a jerk. I think this guy may have been doing it without any uh, self-control. And then finally, the, as far as this debate goes, uh, last night on PCN TV, I was watching, they had two college professors on there, one from the U.S. Scranton and one from Keystone College. And, and the one from the U.S. Scranton, and, and I, I hope I'm not overstepping what I'm going to say here, but she, she got to thinking kind of like out loud, like I've been thinking, worried about something happening before the election that could change it. And she started talking about nuclear weapons, the use of nuclear weapons. She, and, and honestly, and I, and I wrote it back so my wife could watch it, and we both thought that she would, got kind of giddy speculating about the probability of nuclear weapons <laughs> being discharged Jeez. and how it could affect the election. Now, I guess, I guess a political person may get giddy about that, but I, I, I don't know. It was just kind of bizarre. So to me, this, this whole election thing is being bizarre because it takes me back to you know, learning about FDR and his speech as our guys were heading for D-Day. You know, the, the future of the free world was definitely in jeopardy, and FDR, as they were moving along, you know, it was underway. He got on national radio to tell the uh, public in the country what was going on, and he invoked God to pray for the men and pray for their safety and pray for victory and all that. And I'm thinking, I feel like right now this country is in the same position it was on uh, D-Day, but just for different reasons. But we're not invoking God. We're, you know, we're praying for uh, abortion to be uh, free, free on demand and paid for by the government at any time, anywhere. And I just think we have our priorities mixed up. And that's all I got for today's rant. All right. Thank oh, you so much. Right. We do have our priorities messed up. <laughs> okay. Have a good day. Yeah, nice. Thank Appreciate you, Mike. Thank care, you. Mike. How bad are our priorities? Joe, you care to enlighten us? I just think, you know, he's right. He's got a good point. All right. Cindy, you're on the mark. you got a couple of minutes before the top of the hour. Great. I wanted to highlight uh, several more things that senators are, need to be able to do that's really their power, one of which is the filibuster. The filibuster means that the senator stands up and talks without fault, without stopping, for hours at a time, and we've seen powerful filibusters in the last few years. I don't believe that Mr. Fetterman would be able to do that. That means he won't be able to stop legislation, because that's what the filibuster does. It blocks legislation that the person opposes. Secondly, the Congress has a plethora of committees, 
and the senators are uh, put in on these committees, and their power there is twofold. One, if you're the chairman of the committee, of course you direct the committee, you manage the committee, and uh, although uh, he, there is no doubt that he could not, with support, manage a committee, I don't know how he could referee the kind of contentious conversations that go on. And as a member of a committee, I don't know how he could possibly function that way. To, to ask aggressive questions because he's clear that he's having difficulty saying what he's thinking. I don't doubt that he doesn't think the things. He's just having difficulty getting those words to come out in a pattern that makes sense. So if we elect this this man, we're throwing away his power as a committee member. We're throwing away the power that he has to filibuster. I think we ought to think hard about that. I mean, how is he going to advocate for Pennsylvania? How is he going to do that when he can't do those things? He couldn't block. For example, he could not filibuster a bill outlawing abortion. He couldn't stand there and do that because he's unable to endlessly speak. Oh, you're right. You've got a good point. He's not. So, you know, as long as, and I know there are people who object to the filibuster, but I think it's, you know, watch Mr. Smith goes to Washington, and you'll understand why it's a good idea to have the filibuster. But, I, you know, I think that he's projecting himself as just a, uh, a placeholder and a, and a guaranteed vote, and that's not enough for me. Well, and some, some supporters say he's just going to be a good D. That's all he needs to be. He could be completely and totally impaired, but he's a D. Jim, hang on after the break or call back and we'll get you the first thing. We've got tons of emails and texts. We'll read those on the radio shortly. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WDKOK Sunbird. WDKOK News Time. It is now 9 a.m. Time for CBS News. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me, mayor of Shemokin Dam. Most a days. Very close acquaintance of Mr. Fetterman. I don't know Fellow the mayor. Fellow <laughs> Oh, you two are elbow to elbow oh, right. all the time. You're, you're <laughs> vice president of Redo Braddock, aren't you? No, I'm vice president of the state mayor's Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were up in the upper. Do they pay their taxes? Yes, they do. Okay, good. Well, they're probably a nonprofit, too, so that's a reduced burden. Our great president wouldn't let us mess up like that. (laughs) On the mark. Okay. Oh, (laughs) geez. I think that's a diss. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword. Word OTM. Jim has been waiting, so we'll let him uh, make his good points, and then we'll do the news headlines. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, Good morning. Um, Joe. Yep. Um, you should um, adopt the line that I use a lot, and that is, "Mark, your sarcasm is noted." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, 
I, I live with it every day. I'm used yeah, to just, it. Can you imagine <laughs> sitting across from me four feet away every single day. weekday? Four oh days a week. I, might, I think I wouldn't like to do that if we paid uh, some money. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I mean, Joe but anyway, a tiny well, stipend. Um, I get some money. This election, <laughs> this election is, is uh, frightening because... Uh, we, uh, you, you can't know for sure whether it's going to be held honestly in the uh, the bigger cities. Um, fortunately, Northumberland, uh, Columbia, and Schuylkill will not, N-O-T, have drop boxes. But uh, I'm not sure about the, the other ones. And, uh, of course, you could go and have a, they're suggesting a, a tailgate party at, at some of these that counties that do have them. But the problem is if you uh, present your stuff to the DA, you, it's perfectly legal to tape someone uh, or, or uh, take their photo. When you're out in public, you're, you're fair game. But um, would the DA do anything? That's the problem. So uh, uh, like in Lehigh County, this Jim Martin uh, in 2020 did nothing. Now he's saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all on it. You know, but um, that's the bottom line. Are they going to do something? If you bother to to you know defend democracy, so I am a uh, twenty year Norfolk Southern employee, and I'd like to comment about the strike. Or uh, I'm hoping they do strike because when you railroad, it's a calling. It's kind of like being a priest. You you give your life to to the railroad. You don't have a life anymore. They control it, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, fortunately, in the last 15 years, there have been changes that gave a, 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 a train crew person more time at home. But there's the signal people, they're on call, and they, I don't believe they get anything for being on call. Um, so you could be called at any time because a crossing, you know, a railroad crossing that cars and trucks pass over can activate, and uh, then you're, you're going out to work. Um, and, and so you really don't have a day off. Uh, you guys ever lived a, a life where you didn't have a day off? Yes, yeah, as a matter of fact. <laughs> 40 years now. Okay. Well, hey, thank you for doing that. Um, that's a, that's uh, one of the things that helped make America great is people doing that who will, who will uh, take that on. Um, it's, I applaud all those people. I used to be a conductor and a locomotive engineer and, and uh, it just after a while it just wears on you you don't have a life, you don't have any fun and um, you know your union tells you to vote Democrat all the time and it's like they that's the saddest part the, the, the uh, politicians haven't really helped the unions in, in a long time, I think Trump did more for the unions than, than Biden and some of these other people but what do you guys think? Well, you could argue that Republicans do more for unions today because uh, generally Republicans are viewed as being more business friendly and businesses need to thrive so they can afford unions. So, are you okay, buddy? Yeah, right. I'm fine. Okay. Fall out of your wheelchair there or something? <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, oh. I th- 
man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, honestly, I think there is a, uh, you know, you could argue that uh, unions have completely evolved to, to where pro-business individuals support them because businesses need to be thriving in order to support unions. And, of course, unions still protect workers. We know that to be true. So We do. Well, well we know, I, I you would, know a lot of people. I'll be honest unions. with you. I, uh, I made a mistake. I accept the responsibility for my actions. I expressed remorse. I got fired. I had to go to Norfolk, Virginia for an, arbitrary, uh, an arbitration, and I still got fired. So, uh, but I accept the responsibility for my actions. I didn't say so somebody didn't else did you. this or, you know, so uh, um, there's, there's, they don't always protect people. Sometimes it's like it's a kabuki theater. You know, um, they, they, uh, somebody has to get fired today. Well, let's make it this guy. He said he did this. So, um, I, uh, I, I mean, I see both sides of it. And sometimes I think some of this stuff is negotiated with the, with the company. Uh, we'll give you this guy if you, uh, do this. Uh, right. we, you know, this guy's my friend and I want him to stay employed. <laughs> Favoritism. You know, I would, yes, yes. All well, right. it was also ageism. I was 55 at the time, so they get rid of somebody with three weeks vacation, the highest rate of pay, and, uh, but anyway. All right, thank you, sir. You guys have a good day. Hey, you too, buddy. Thanks for calling in. All right. Uh, We have four open lines. We are talking about Oz Fetterman and the uh, lack of taxes paid by Mr. Fetterman in Braddock, PA. So we can talk about that, or if it is an open phone stay, you could talk about something else if you so choose. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, We do have have some news headlines. The Hill is reporting that former President Donald Trump is heading back to Pennsylvania for the third time this year, just days ahead of the November midterms for a rally with two of his endorsed candidates. Trump's Save America PAC said he will be at the Arnold Palmer Regional Airport in Latrobe November 5th to stump for his endorsees in the state, including GOP Senate hopeful Mehmet Oz and Republican gubernatorial nominee Doug Mastriano. Tickets for the event are reserved on the Save America Rally website. Users may register one ticket per mobile number per event. All tickets are subject to first-come, first-term basis. Uh, The uh, announcement comes one day after Oz and his Democratic challenger, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, went head-to-head in their first and only televised debate, which showcased the lingering effects of Fetterman's stroke earlier this year. Fetterman and Oz have pulled within the margin of error in several recent surveys, including a, a Franklin Marshall poll that just came out today, but was conducted before the debate. The debates. Yeah. All right. The battle for control of the U.S. Senate is heating up. Naomi Ruckham from CBS has a quick report on what happened the day after the great debate. At a Pittsburgh rally with the Dave Matthews Band, Fetterman acknowledged having difficulty during Tuesday's debate, just five months after he suffered a stroke. To be honest, doing that debate wasn't exactly easy. Dr. Oz held a campaign event with former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. Last night's debate focused on my desire to bring balance to Washington. According to CBS's battleground tracker, five states have Senate races that are statistical toss-ups. 
And that is CBS's Naomi Rucker. Meantime, AP reporting that Democrat John Fetterman's rocky debate performance fueled concern from within his party Wednesday as leaders assessed whether it would significantly shift a race or not that would decide control of the U.S. Senate. Appearing on stage five months after a stroke, Fetterman, Pennsylvania's 53-year-old lieutenant governor, struggled to complete sentences, jumbled words throughout the hour-long event. And there was no surprise to medical professionals, though, who noted that the format, including timely limits on answers was the opposite of what a person recovering from a stroke would need to support their communication. Former Governor Ed Rendell, Democrat, said in retrospect he probably should not have debated. He said in an interview, but the key is he is recovering. The only way to recover from this is for John to go out in public as much as possible and to be seen. Fetterman's expected to speak at a dinner Friday night in Philadelphia for the state Democratic Party, headlined by President Joe Biden and Vice President President Kamala Harris, uh, and uh, we have more about this AP story posted at WKOK.com. You demo- forgot to mention that uh, Mr. Fetterman blamed, and his staff blamed the uh, closed captioning. Oh, did it? I didn't and, hear that. Of course, okay. uh, next it's our not media, in here. Next Star Media fired back saying that they offered him two opportunities to practice rehearse with it. Doctor Oz took both opportunities. Fetterman only took one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't omit that, Joe. Don't accuse me of omitting it. That's okay. dishonest. Oh, it's not in you, here. I didn't say you admitted it. No, you said it. I'm reading an AP story and omitted it. I didn't do that. Oh, no, I didn't. If I said that, I misspoke. I meant to say that the fact was omitted, not that you omitted the fact. Okay, AP omitted. I thought it's a pretty fair story. It's right down the middle. they got Democrats, Republicans, doctors, politicians. But uh, they don't mention politicians. that he, he agreed to the terms. He's the one who requested the system. They approved the system. But he did. And he had two chances to practice with it, but he only chose to do one. Did did he do? Did they run it okay the night of? Did it work? They said the people at NextStar, and I know some of the people, including their president. I know that they they said that it worked perfectly, exactly Good. the way it was anticipated to work, exactly the way they told Fetterman's people it would work, exactly the way it worked during the one rehearsal. And Fetterman's that Fetterman people say chose. it messed up. Huh? The Fetterman's people say it messed up. They were saying, yeah, that was part of the problem. Oh, and, that and it was Next lagging Star or fired back very quickly and I think correctly. Well, bring that report. That's important. Pennsylvania saw its smallest number of new COVID 19 cases since the State Department of Health started releasing its weekly reports. But there were five deaths related to the virus in our area. State Department of Health Wednesday said 111 deaths were reported statewide, four of them in Northumberland County. Valley numbers did see a slight increase in the past week, and there were, um, let's see, hospitalizations, a decrease in patients at Geisinger Danville, and a slight increase in patients at Evangelical Community Hospital. Now, here's a story not getting covered at all. It's from AP. I mean, AP's covering it, but it's not really being talked about. Pennsylvania State House Republicans Wednesday introduced their measure to impeach Philadelphia's Democratic District Attorney, saying they may add session days to get the job done before the two-year legislative term expires next month. Representative Martina White, the only House Republican who currently represents the city, sponsored the 22-page resolution aimed at removing District Attorney Larry Krasner a year after he was overwhelmingly re-elected. White and two, uh, two dozen other House Republicans announced the move in a Capitol News conference. White accused Krasner of dereliction of duty and despicable behavior and running an office with a staggering amount of dysfunction. She said Krasner is responsible for the rise in crime across our city. 
City. The House Majority Leader Carrie Beminghoff, a Benninghoff, a Republican from Center County, said the House will take up the proposal as soon as it hits the floor, and he's been reported out by the Judiciary Committee, which appears likely as soon as it's reported out of the committee. And here's that story that you asked for. Oh, good. Thank you. Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman's campaign is alleging that the closed captioning system used to assist the Democrat in Tuesday's debate against Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz was slow and full of errors, a claim the debate hosts refutes. Fetterman is recovering from a stroke he suffered in May and has since struggled with auditory processing issues and speaking clearly ever since. The campaigns for Fetterman and Oz both agreed that the lieutenant governor could use closed captioning for the debate. Following the debate, hosted by Nexstar, Fetterman Communications Director Joe Calviello told reporters his boss thrived in his performance on Tuesday night despite errors with the closed captioning. He said, we are thrilled with John's performance. He did remarkably well tonight, especially when you consider that he's still recovering from a stroke and was working off of delayed captions filled with errors. John won countless exchanges, counterpunched aggressively, and pushed back on Oz's cruelty and attacks. Yeah, I thought Oz did fine considering, but uh, I didn't realize about the errors. Although There weren't any errors. The, the, the people... Oh, the people who run it. Well, say there is, weren't. The, the says, moderator says, says, the moderator who was there... Okay, all right, I got you. We have a disagreement on whether there are errors on the two people that did it. But this would be so ridiculously easy to prove. All of this is recorded. Go back and look at the tape. Was there a delay in the captioning? That's why Nexstar, I think, was very aggressive in saying that this wasn't true. Well, then, if I were Nexstar, I would, like, at 2 in the morning when everybody can record it on their DVRs, show the closed captioning real-time, show the debate real-time, and to show that there was no debate and that Fetterman's people are making this up. You know, or vice versa, or to show that there were delays and whatever mistakes they're talking about. Well, easy to prove. He didn't. Yeah, but why wouldn't he have chosen to have the two um, rehearsals when he, when Doctor no Oz idea. did? Yeah, I have no idea. You'd have to ask him. He's not talking to us. We did send uh, emails to his campaign, and so far, no replies. So we've done the same thing with Shapiro, Mastriano, uh, and um, Oz. Oz because. They are sending us news releases, so we do reply to them and try to get these guys. And so far, no takers. 1-800-795-9565. I have to hit the break, Joe. You can read anything in that field in front of you, and then we'll move okay. on. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, Mike called in and explained about Fetterman's taxes not being paid. His nonprofit group bought 67 houses, all having liens on them. This is where the unpaid taxes came from, not his personal taxes. Also, since Stan has so knowledgeable about everything, he should run for an office. Okay. Well, now, now we have to read one more, because I pre-read the upper one, who says I'm dishonest, which I take that personally which is a false statement. I'm just trying to have a good discussion here, not trying to be dishonest. But read the upper right-hand corner okay. now, Joe. The unpaid taxes were from both properties owned by John Fetterman and others by the nonprofit Braddock Redo. Why Mark continues to berate Joe about having facts while he himself does not is a little dishonest on the issue. Okay. Uh, whoever sent that, it was not signed. I have no idea. Joe brought the accusation, so he has to bring the facts. That's all. I'm I not did. being dishonest. I want them. I'm listening to it. Now you say, and this listener say, that it is personal taxes. So obviously I'm in better it's informed now. It's both. But I'm not being dishonest, Joe. I like, didn't say you were. I'm, don't blame I'm me. I'm just telling. I'm not blaming don't you. Blame I'm telling. I'm telling this person I'm not being dishonest. I really, honestly, try to be as truthful and as objective and try to get to the facts as I can in the show. I honestly 
tell the truth all the time, and I ask questions that get to the truth, and that's Excuse why me, I asked you, you that. Could you move a little bit? Your nose has grown so long over here, it's poking me in the face. Now, come on. This is personal. <laughs> I'm now, this kidding. person said the unpaid taxes, and this goes to the person who just said the previous e- email, the taxes were for both properties owned by John and Redo. That's news to me. Thank you. I didn't know that. Joe could have easily pointed uh, that out. I that. I said it was both. Okay. Well, maybe I didn't hear you. But in any event, okay. I, I'm not being dishonest. Seriously, whoever sent that email, I'm uh, just trying to run the show and do a good show here. Okay. Okay. And then right, uh, another one on. says, just well, Mark, don't you ever get tired of carrying water for <laughs> Fetterman to the point where you st- stumble around about it with Joe? It's insufferable. Wow, what is this attack mark personally day? Okay. (laughs) All right, I'll be right back. Sorry, guys. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, upper right-hand corner and then the caller. Okay. Why don't you talk about how much the oil companies and corporations are making huge profits? There's no reason for high prices but the greed in this country. Right. We've talked about gouging a couple times. Yeah, right, if you believe that's what's I happening. I have an unsubstantiated claim that gougings happen at the grocery store, and that's my opinion. Well, and you're entitled to it. Thank you. My comment on the man that always calls first in the morning, got news for him, he doesn't. He better fact check his statements. As far as Fetterman not paying his taxes, he has paid all his taxes. Fetterman living off his family. Maybe. He didn't make millions on fake diet pills. I have voted, and I voted blue. I suggest everyone out there better think. If you don't want your freedom taken away from you, vote blue. Yes, of course, the Republican Party stands for taking your freedom away. We're going to imprison all of you once we get control again. Well, you <laughs> want to take local politicians in the examining room Now, you women. know that Fetterman mis- or that uh, Oz, Oz misspoke there. <laughs> <laughs> you misspoke, too. All right, Dan, you're on the mark. Thank you for waiting a short time while we read some emails. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, you know, I talked to a couple friends in Snyder, or I won't say the county. I'm probably already did, but they uh, <laughs> they voted for uh, Hillary Clinton. They voted uh, uh, for uh, Biden and all of that, but they said, you know, we can't find it in our heart to vote for Fetterman. And they said, we don't like Oz either. I said, I'm in the same boat you are. I don't care for either one. I find great problems with them. So they said they were going to vote for the less of two evils. I said, it's a sad thing that in our election system, probably more than half the time, it's up to the voters for what they feel is the less 
of two <laughs> evils. Mm, and I true. said, I haven't made up my mind what I'm going to do yet with Oz. So I'm praying about it. I don't know what to do. Well, there's a, five candidates, I, so you have choices. Right, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, it, I, yeah, you're right. And I've done that already because I couldn't vote for either two. I voted a lot of times for the Constitutional Party back in the old days, in the 70s, when I couldn't vote for Nixon either. So, but this is what, it, you know, you end up voting for the lesser two evils, and why, why should we have to do that? We had good candidates running for the Senate, and mm-hmm. Trump went and endorsed Oz, and <laughs> he was... He was the last one on my list. Well, Trump's your boy. You say Trump could do no wrong. No, this is the second thing he's done wrong. The first was the vaccine. He's done a lot wrong. You know, actually, he ran the country well. And I, could, I, I agree he did made mistakes, but far as running our country, there's no one ever done better. Well, that and was we his were job. And we we were doing doing great in this country under Trump, and look how it turned in two years to where we're at now. And, and you now you this suppose you didn't know who was running the country, either of you two. Where would you rather live? You had no idea if it was a Democrat or a Republican or Independent or a Reform or whatever. And you came in, and you didn't know who was running it. Where would you rather live, the way we were under under the last president, or the way it is now with superinflation? Well, let me see if I get this straight. You say Donald Trump ran the country better than any president you can ever recall, but he's completely incapable of making sound decisions about who should be the next senator in Pennsylvania. <laughs> is that, am I correct on that? Maybe he said that's his right. Pet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay. Maybe President Trump picked him because he thought he could win, and which he's pretty darn yeah, close I to. Yeah, I think it. that's the sad part. And actually, why Kathy would you pick Barnett a why would you pick a guy won. Dan? McCormy could have won. Dan, why would you pick a guy you thought was going to lose? What, 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 would, what, what, would, what would Donald Trump's incentive be to pick somebody he thought was going to lose? Why are you saying well, that? I, I, you should pick on principle, not not on whether someone's going to lose or win. Okay. I pick on principle. Kathy Barnett was high in principles. She would have done what she said. And I feel McCormick was in the line, too. I, I could easily go to the poll and vote for one of them, but I have a hard time with Oz. Really hard. I may not even... I probably won't vote for well, there's a That's how much I think of him. Dan, there is a constitutional candidate. It's Ronald Johnson is his name. I'll probably vote for him because I, I can't just vote for the lesser two evils. And, you know... And that's just the way I feel about it. Oh, I get tired of people saying, "Well, you got to vote for the lesser two evils." You could do the yeah, other. I you, get tired you could, of that. You could flip it I around, had, Dan. You could flip it around and vote for the evil of two lessers. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> now that's two. Uh, how would you put it to the same thing? I guess <laughs> distinction without a difference. Put it. But <laughs> but anyway, I got I liked listening to Jim there, your last caller, and we were talking about what slavery one day, and I I never mentioned the fact that in Scripture a slave is a servant also. And Jim felt like he was a servant or a slave to the railroad. And I said already, if you like what you do, if you love your job, it's not, you really don't feel like a servant or a slave. Yeah, but your bosses can make it difficult for you by making you work too hard and taking too much from you. I don't think you feel like a slave or a servant, do you, Mark? <laughs> no, I don't. You have love to work. your job. I don't even have to work. You think he's going to give you a straight answer on the air of that one? Well, no. I said <laughs> I love my job. I beats working. If it weren't for this, I'd have to get a job somewhere. That's I'm right. Sure. You would. You'd actually have to have some sweat involved in it. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, so would, and I'll admit, right. so would I. The union. The unions. I was. I belonged to a union way back. Way back. And I still get their trade magazine. No matter how lousy Biden does, they still say he's the best choice. I, I, it's no objectivity whatsoever in that magazine. When Trump had the economy humming, union people were doing well. They still could not say anything good about Trump. And that's amazing how in the wall democratic the unions are. There's no objectivity. And yeah, if they do, if the economy does well under Biden, I'd be praising him. Okay. Hey, thanks, I would, man. I, would, gotcha. I don't care if it's a DR or whatever. All right. Well, gotcha. would, Thank you, sir. I would praise I'm gonna, him. I'm going to cancel you out. I'm voting for Oz. Have a good day, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, he might do that, but I, you know, I, I think, I actually think he'll win. Well, we'll I see. Do, I think Oz will win, but I right. think. We got you. Thank you. We got to hit the road, Dan. We got to go. There's something. <laughs> All right. I hate to do that. I'm sorry. We got to go. He's just on another speech. All right. We will be right back. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 1-800-795-9565. By definition, the vast majority of phone lines are open. 1-800-795-9565. Okay, there's four of them and one is occupied. We're going to talk to Jim or Joe in a second. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. Says, Mark, I didn't attack you personally. You claim to play a liberal on the radio. I just believe you are overzealous to the point of shame sometimes. I wouldn't want your job. Yeah, I think I got a little testy. Sorry about that, everybody. Hit delete and read the next okay, one. Okay, hit delete and read the next one. Let me get the mouse here. There we go. Delete and read the next one. Some people don't seem to realize that you portray a liberal, Mark. You may not be a true liberal, so some of the things you say might not be your complete belief, but the bottom line, you are definitely not trying to be dishonest. You guys have a very good show. 
Okay. All right. Now you've said that. And back to the woodshed. I, too, am very disappointed (laughs) in you, Mark. I know you very well. I I know very well, rather. You are trying to play the part of the opposite party by defending Fetterman. But I would never continue with your arguments when the facts are so obvious to the viewers. Their their commands, uh, this commands disrespect for you regardless of keeping things fair and balanced. If Fetterman's failures were not so outright obvious to we viewers, you as a Democrat would be understandable in your defense of him. This man is unfit to run at this time. Besides that, the disgusting things he is in favor of voting for are just not needed. How about being just honest in your feelings rather than just supportive of your party regardless? I vote for honesty. I know if a Republican would be spouting nonsense like this Fetterman guy, I'd not support him either. Right. We just had a good Republican say he couldn't vote for Oz because of uh, whatever dilemmas that are there. Uh, Yeah, so so I shouldn't take any of this personally. (laughs) I wouldn't. (laughs) Well, and I didn't realize that uh, Fetterman didn't pay his personal taxes. You've pointed out, and our other good listener says I was being dishonest. Uh, Nothing could be farther from the truth. I just didn't know that. I thought it was all redo. I didn't know he didn't pay his personal taxes. I thought it was just the redo thing. And I I haven't boned up on this. You brought the accusation, so I pushed you, and I assumed that uh, uh, it was just the uh, that well, non-profit Well, a respected news organization group. like KDKA wouldn't make a statement like that unless they could back it up. Right, okay. The well, story that's fine. was well, about what this, they You read the story, and our right. good listener sent us uh, some good links, so we're good to go now. Thank All you. Right. So I'm, uh, But I'm still a pile of trash, right? Oh, no, that's AOC. No, I'm that's the pile of trash. <laughs> no, you're I'm garbage. garbage. That's right. Get it straight. Joe, you're on the mark. Uh, well, yeah, I called uh, noting your uh, frustration with that uh, couple of emails, and uh, that you, you know, you seem to be uh, taking it personally. So I thought I'd call and uh, just have a discussion. I went I, uh, about that, but I see you had a couple of uh, emails there that explained their position. So maybe my call's a little bit late, but uh, just to. Uh, I would never say that what you and Joe, that discussion about Fetterman was dishonest, but I'll take that point that it's annoying that when you, Joe reads something and he summarizes it, which you tell us viewers to summarize, and Joe has a little bit more leeway, tries to get more information, but then what I find annoying personally, and I do encourage the discussion, that you push Joe to furnish your answer, right? You're like, well, you know, and that just doesn't seem right. You well, should d- just say, maybe, Joe. maybe, I don't know how your station works. I don't know <laughs> Joe. about it. But Joe, during only the, when he... Just a second. During the commercial, maybe if you would say, okay. uh, you know, I'll look that up to bolster my side. So go ahead. I was just going to say that Joe brings the accusation, and I asked him to elaborate on what it really entailed. I didn't right. bring the accusation. I couldn't care less about it. I already voted for him, so well, I don't know it doesn't about bother that. me. I don't care less because you push him on finding your side of the story, which wasn't in his story, and he seemed to be struggling, but you kept pushing. <laughs> but it would it would be better, and if you have no uh, information on it, which I wouldn't, I don't know anything about that subject that was there about the taxes. I, I didn't know anything about it. I was listening. But if you could supply your side rather than pushing Joe is my point. Yeah, that seems if, to be the consensus is that uh, okay. put up so, or shut yeah, up. I, didn't, I, I mean, I find that, uh, that you do that to other listeners who you, in, you tell them to summarize and then you ask them for details. And maybe they don't have it or right at hand and they, you know, 
it, it, not everybody is as comfortable as you and Joe on the radio. You know, then you put them on the spot. But I, I find that you asked for summaries, and Joe came to a conclusion of that article, and then you push him for your side of it, which I don't think is fair. But anyhow, uh, I, I hope, uh, you know, I never thought that that was a lot dishonest. The person said a little dishonest. But secondly, if you don't mind, or do you have something to say about that? Nope, it's all good. Go ahead. Okay, but if I have a, if I have a minute, uh, yesterday, uh, a whole different subject, of, oh, about the Fetterman thing, and the, the uh, but Eric, I, I, was, I was busy in the morning, but I was bored to the point where I listened to the podcast in the afternoon. So I did hear Eric say that in his uh, defense, uh, you know, he kind of defended Fetterman on uh, that he was a Vista volunteer. And through, it was about in the middle of his conversation, he said that no public official gets rich serving the people. Like, that's not the exact quote, but that's basically what he said, that no public official gets rich. Now, I, I would say if he does not know Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell or Barack Obama or, or Nancy Rick, Pelosi. I, <laughs> or Pelosi, right. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Pelosi, uh, quite a few of them. Right, and Republicans and Democrats alike. So I realize that uh, what he said, maybe he didn't realize that those people probably started like um, Fetterman did. You know, you don't get to the Speaker of the House or you don't get to be president by unless you're Donald Trump by one time running, you know, and presenting a, a good agenda. But that was quite unique to Trump. But uh, I, I will say that that gives an insight to what Eric thinks about government, that you don't get rich. You know, I, I don't even, I can't even conceive that, that he thinks that. that that's, so I, I come to the conclusion, and since this is an opinion show, I conclude that Eric is a stupid person, because that, it, it, just making that statement is proof. Uh, I can't get over that yesterday. Right. So. Thank, you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling right. in. Thank you. All right. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then we go to Dennis. All right. Dave says, first, I hope Mr. Fetterman continues his recovery from the stroke, saying that I feel anyone who would vote for Mr. Fetterman is not voting for him, but for someone who raises his hand when told to by the Democratic Party. All Mr. Fetterman did was say that Mr. Oz was wrong with all he said. At least Oz laid out a plan of what he would do and how he would do it. Fetterman said this is what he would he would vote for, but had nothing on how he would accomplish it. I said this before. I wish when there is a debate like we just saw, they should have candidates in soundproof booths so they don't know what the other candidate said. This way they have to answer the question for the question asked and not attack what the other candidate said. Maybe we would get a true picture of what each candidate stands for. It would also be helpful if they actually answered the question they were asked. Right, instead of that saying, would be a big difference. Well, and Fetterman does this all the time. You ask him wh why he feels about this way, and he tells you why Oz is wrong in that area. Right. <laughs> it drives me nuts. You know, you'll, they asked him why he's running. Well, first of all, he said good night, and then he said, "Well, Doctor Oz isn't from Pennsylvania. He's going ten mansions." They have to get their talking points. Blah blah in. blah. Nothing at all about why you should run. Although I think from both of them, and and this is Lawrence's worthless view on this, I think they both got some points across about what yep. they stand for. Although Fetterman seemed to think that interrupting was okay. I didn't see. No, uh, he did. He blurted out. We have yeah. one call pending. Anyone coming in? Well, maybe. Hey, you know what? I bet that messed up the closed captioning with two people speaking at the same time. 
I don't know. Someone's typing that. I mean, it's right. How could you ever transcribe? Well, plus, not only do you get Oz is speaking, Fetterman interrupts, and then the moderator says, stop. Or is it text-to-speech? Is it speech-to-text, rather? Oh, I thought there were individuals doing it. I, I thought did they too, said but there I, were people doing it. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's honestly what I thought. But, but I wondered if that was... speech would just be a jumble. Not really. Well, yeah, you're right. If two or three with people th- with were three speaking, people yeah. talking. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. i got to hit the last break. We're going to hit that button. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Think about that for a while. I don't want to think Got about a little it. bit of a visual going on that one. Uh, Dennis, you're on the mark. Yeah. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Dennis. Um, <clears throat> the other day I spoke a little bit about how the home heating oil shortage is going on. And right now, and, and anybody can Google this, just put in diesel shortage. Right now they're saying we have 25 days or less of diesel fuel left in this country. Yeah, I don't hear the politicians addressing this at all, maybe under the umbrella of inflation, but, and, and you know, whatever the broken in the chain supply link, but they, I, if you read these articles from the year 2000 to 2020, a barrel of diesel fuel was like $15.70. Right now it's at eighty six fifty for a barrel of diesel fuel. That trucking companies are talking about it. They're saying that they've never paid the prices for you know having their fleet of trucks out there. Most of them, they're paying anywhere from three hundred and fifty to three hundred and eighty thousand dollars a week for diesel fuel for their trucking companies. They said it's outrageous, and they said you got to remember it's not just trucking. You know, of course, bringing us our supplies, our food chain, but it's also ships at sea, it's trains, and farming equipment you know what i mean there's a lot of possibilities out there that could go wrong with this at this point in time and you know financial places like bloomberg and them are all making mention of this and it's all over the net and yet i don't hear anything on mainstream media about it anyway and i don't hear politicians trying to address this but this is this is scary i mean we're talking about no heating fuel for homes okay and now what about if truckers can't get us our food, you know, can't get us our supplies and their toilet paper? And, you know, it, it's really frightening. And what is being done or trying to be done to resolve this at this point in time? You know, that's, so I sort of shifted gears here, but it's still based sort of on politics, you know. But 
Well, I don't know if you... I, I did hear Fox News cover that, uh, the diesel shortage. Now, I don't know whether MSNB... Yeah. I, I flip back and forth in the morning between all three networks, uh-huh. and I, I've heard Fox cover it, but I can't say that I've heard MSNBC or, or CNN cover it. Well, according to, you know, when you read it on the net and all the, the news sources, they're, they're sort of panicking, and it's not, of course, helping the country by panicking, but it is... They've never had, they said they always have had at least a 35 to 55 day supply for trucking and, you know, trains and everything else. Now we're down to 25 or less days. And they said it's not being refined because of supply chain links or whatever. And I thought that you just took crude oil like anything else and refined it into diesel fuel. Oh. All right, we got I, you. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks, Dennis. All right. Good comment. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Harry, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. I, uh, uh, I, I I didn't watch the debate the other day. I had more important things to do. I think there was paint drying or something in my house. But anyway, <laughs> they, uh, growing. Um, I think one of the things that bothers me the most with this uh, whole Senate race is the fact that if Oz or Fetterman are the answers, the question probably isn't worth asking. Um Neither of them are competent or, or, or in the case of Oz, even a resident of this state. So that bothers me. But I think the most important thing to be upset about is the fact that even at the level of incompetence that, from what I've read and saw some of the highlights of that Fetterman showed in that debate the other day, he's not even... Um, at, at the state of our politics on the national level right now, He's not even uh, one of the worst problems. Yesterday, for example, in a uh, in a little uh, address about junk fees, our uh, illustrious and I use that in quotation marks with a question mark leader made the comment that junk fees included uh, fees for airlines raising uh, prices for increasing um, the length of space between seats on an airline. And that marginalized people of color and those of lower income more than anybody else. And my question is, how many people with no money are flying that frequently where that becomes a problem? Meanwhile, we don't have any heating oil coming. Diesel is running out. The price of absolutely everything we need to live is uh, raising outrageously. And yet, meanwhile, we're worried about whether uh, Fetterman and uh, Oz are competent. Heck, we should be worried that anybody competent is in office right now. <laughs> yeah, well, look look at our <laughs> beloved vice president, who yesterday, with amid all the problems, is asking people if they put their hand up if they love a little yellow school bus. Oh my God, that was embarrassing. That was she was gushing <laughs> over that like she like it was something out of a Dr. Seuss book. Wait, what was this? It was amazing. <laughs> she was uh, asking everybody that at some event she attended to raise. She was in posing Seattle. behind a school yeah. bus. She said, "Have to raise yeah. your hand if you love a little yellow bus." <laughs> right. I mean, when when we've gotten to the point now where Fetterman's gaffes in this debate don't even look like it's that serious, I think that we must just all put our, you know, just just be scared to death that this grand experiment with this grand republic is probably, it's doomed. It's over. <laughs> it's absolutely it's all going doomed. Down, as Kevin would say, it's gone down the Johnny Flusher. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. In an express lane, too, I might add. Yeah. Well, that, but, I like but Helen Hand. You know, we've gotten myself. to the point. Do you guys remember a movie back in the late 70s called Brewster's Millions? 
Vaguely, I don't I remember don't it existed. Yeah. I don't think I saw yeah, it. Yeah, Richard Pryor was in it. Basically, what That's it was right. is he had to spend so much money, and it seemed like it was frivolous spending to prove that he be would be made worthy of this huge uh, inheritance. It's kind of a weird premise, but one of the things that he did was they did not like the candidates running for mayor of New York City, so he started a campaign funding it for none of the above. And I wish that there was somebody who could do that right now, because that is truly the best candidate for the U.S. Senate right now from Pennsylvania is none of the above. Well, and but there are there is a constitutional candidate, and I believe there's a Green Party candidate in the Senate as well. And I think there's five candidates in the governor's race. I think so you do, is, yeah, yeah, you do have alternatives. That's what one of our good listeners says she's going to do is vote for some of these third-party individuals. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree, Harry, because I think Oz is not uh, well, certainly competent. He's proven himself I, capable I, of a great deal I of achievement. I just wish he was a Pennsylvania resident. That's what I wish. He is, Harry. He, he is, is now. He moved into town just in time. All right. Thank you, Harry. Uh, thanks, thanks for calling. Hey, have a good retirement lengthened weekend. Yeah, Rest up. Monday. You're getting ever closer to voting for your man crush, so that's right around the corner. Right around the corner. A, couple of, a week or so away. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time.